Amen. Philippians chapter 2, we're going to read verses 12 through 15 right quick this morning, and we're going to get into the Word. And I want to give you what the Lord's been dealing with me about concerning being spiritually minded. As we started last week, we started this subject last week. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. Do all things, do all things without complaining and disputing. Hus uh, wives, look at your husbands and say, do all things. I, well, y'all don't mean it, do you? <laughs> Amen. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shall shine as lights in the world. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for this, this congregation, Lord. And I thank you today, God, that, that no matter what comes against us, it doesn't take you by surprise. You are never overwhelmed by your enemy. You're never overcome by your enemy. There, you have never been defeated, but Lord, you have won every battle. You've won every battle for us. The fight is fixed, but Lord, we must take on your mind and become spiritually minded to see what you have for us and what you have for us to see, Lord. And we thank you for it today. And I submit to you right now, I surrender everything I have and Lord, I glorify and honor you today in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. 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 So we talked last week about Romans chapter 8 concerning having a spiritual mind over a carnal mind. And uh, <clears throat> in order to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, we've got to have a spiritual mindset. Amen. Because when we have a spiritual mindset, our thoughts are on the things of Christ. And that's what we discussed last week. Uh, and, and so in doing this, we said that we are fulfilling the law of God or the law of love that God gave to us. And we discussed how spiritual mindedness keeps us from being a slave to Satan or a slave to our flesh. And we are uh, enslaved by Christ. We are servants of Christ. And he sees us as children. So today I, I want to bring you into another realm of, of thinking about being spiritual minded. And we're going to talk today a little bit about dealing with life's tragedies. And dealing with things that, that come in life that, uh, uh, that, that kind of come all, uh, unexpected. Let me put it like that. Things that come into life that come unexpected. I mean you, uh, you don't think about situations happening. You don't think about uh, losing loved ones when you lose them. You don't think about uh, uh, finances or bills that happen or wrecks that take place. Some of these things happen suddenly and some of these things take place in a, in, in a time that we're not prepared for it. Now it, it doesn't really matter working in hospice um, for seven and a half years. I, I, I experienced the fact that, that mom or dad may be 80 or 90 years old and you may have uh, had six weeks or six months to prepare for them to go home, but when they go home, it's still mom or dad leaving, amen? 
and, and sometimes it just seems like uh, things happen so suddenly that we're not prepared for. And I, as I was reading through this scripture, I thought, Lord, <laughs> that don't really have anything to do with being spiritual minded. I mean, it doesn't say anything about being spiritual minded, but... Uh, Remember what we said last week, the Bible said, God said that His ways are higher than our ways, His thoughts higher than our thoughts, amen? And, and so as I was studying through this, and, and I was thinking about this, and, and I, I actually, the Lord showed me this this morning, He said, this scripture deals with obedience. And to have a spiritual mind is to have an obedient mind. And we talk a lot about obedience, and we talk about uh, a lot about obeying the word of the Lord, and obedience is better than sacrifice. And 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 I, so I want to kind of give you this this morning, knowing what we've talked about about obedience. But I, I want you to know that that a spiritual mind is an obedient mind, and we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. So I know most of you've probably read uh, the verse, and and you've heard this this passage of scripture, and. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I lost uh, in Philippians chapter two. Uh, this, this math is killing me. Uh, but uh, I, I want to look at verse twelve for just a moment. All these numbers just keep flying through my head. I dreamed about doing Excel problems last night, and uh, so look at this with me for just a moment. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed. Not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So a spiritual mind, keep this in mind, a spiritual mind is an obedient mind. So what Paul was saying to this church here at Philippi was he was saying, you've always been obedient. You've been a, a, a wonderful obedient people. You've been obedient in your giving. You've been obedient to do what the Word of God says for you to do. You've been obedient to serve each other. You've been obedient to love each other. And, and now you're doing that even though I'm not present. He's telling them, I'm not there to kind of correct you. I'm not there to kind of keep my hand on you to make sure you're doing these things. You're just doing these things because the love of God is in you. Amen? And so then we read the, the rest of this passage, and, and people have misconstrued this over the years, of work out your own salvation, amen, uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, which a lot of people take that, and I've heard this over the years, and I hope you haven't said this, but I've heard this over the years, this, this part about work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, uh, says that if, it, if I feel good in doing it, then it's okay for me to do it. If I'm not convicted by it, then, then it must be all right. Well, there's, there's a lot of ways to look at that, but the Bible says that sin is sin and that right is right and wrong is wrong. Amen? And if the Bible calls it wrong, then it must be wrong. Amen? Because God is the judge, right? God is the judge. I'm not your judge. You may do it and it may not affect me. It may not bother me. But if God's not okay with it, it's not okay. Right? So uh, this, this is not what Paul is saying in, in this statement. And, uh, but Paul is saying, I'm not going to always be with you. I'm not always there to make sure you're doing things right. 
I'm not there right now, matter of fact. He's writing this letter to them saying, I'm not with you, but I'm proud of you because you are doing things obediently and I want you to continue to work out your salvation. I want you to continue to walk out your salvation. Work it out. Not, not, and that, that word, work it out, it, it simply means to, I, I want you to invest in your life and invest in the presence of God. I want you to show that before man through your obedience because you're doing a great job in obedience. You're doing a great job being obedient to the presence of the Lord and you're doing a wonderful job of loving people and things. And, and so now continue to work that out. Continue to uh, uh, let people see that. Amen? And, and so what has happened over the years is, is people have come into this mindset of, I, I can make that work for me. I can, I'm working out my own salvation. Amen? Amen? Y'all, I know there's not a lot here. I know y'all tired because y'all lost an hour of sleep. But would you, I'm going to try to get finished with this so you can go eat lunch and get in bed. Amen. Uh, uh, but but here's, here's the, the idea, okay? A lot of people take this verse to mean I, I can make this fit my life. I'm working out my own salvation. I'm doing, it's my salvation. Well, you don't have salvation without the blood of Jesus Christ. And once you take on the blood of Jesus Christ, you belong to Him. You are no, as we said last week, you are no longer a slave to sin. You are no longer a slave to yourself. And you are no longer a slave to Satan. You are now a slave to Christ. And that's what this means. You are working it out uh, through Him, through His blood, through His Word, through His Spirit that has been given to you. Therefore, when we take on the spiritual mind, we must understand that we must walk in the Spirit, walking with the Spirit, letting the Spirit lead us. Amen? And that's what spiritual mindedness has to do with all of this. So he uses, Paul uses these words, the words fear and trembling, which actually means, I'm going to give you a real deep definition of this. You may need to write this down, okay? It means with fear and trembling. All right? Uh, it, it really, it's, it's not necessarily in the sense of being afraid of God, but it's in a sense of knowing the power of God. Because what's the old saying? saying you know, God could send a lightning bolt and you're gone right now. Right? He doesn't even have to send a lightning bolt. All he has to do is speak a word. Amen? And so it's really not, not even just being afraid that God will do that if you mess up. But the sense of it is, is that God is completely in control. God is completely sovereign over all things. And therefore, my, my will is to submit to His will. Do you understand that? And therefore, what I'm saying to you today, when Paul says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, it's taking on this spiritual mindset of saying, God, I know, I recognize that you are higher than I am, that your thoughts are higher than my thoughts, and I cannot take one step without your leadership and your guidance, otherwise I will fall into the pit. I will fall into the trap that Satan has for me. I'll fall into such a way that, that, that I can't even pull myself out. I can't even help myself. 
And therefore, if I stay spiritually minded, obedient to the presence of God, then I can stand before God and stand in His presence and know that I am being led into all truth. Does that make sense? Because what happens is well, you got people working out their own salvation trying to make things fit for their life. Amen? I never was good with those little blocks because I always wanted to put the square in the circle. And I'll tell you why. Because I was a big wrestling fan. John, you'll know this. They always said the squared circle. Amen? But for some reason, when I was a kid, I never could get that square in that circle. Y'all look at me like you're better than me. That's okay. <laughs> but, 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 but what happens is you've got a lot of people trying to put a square in a circle or a circle in a square and it don't fit. Why? Because that's not the plan. That's not the plan for your life. God's not trying to... God, God's got a perfect plan for your life and, and, and maybe this doesn't fit, but you're trying so hard to make it fit. You're trying so hard saying, God, I believe that, that this would be good for my life. I believe this would be perfect for my life. I believe this would fit my life so well. Hello? This, this person or this job or this car, or this house, or this, or that, or whatever it is, it may not be God's plan. And this is where our spiritual mind should overcome our carnal mind. Because when we are spiritually minded, we are fully functioning in what the Spirit of God is leading us into. But otherwise, we are trying to make it happen on our own, and our carnal minds are saying, yes, just do this and just do this and just do this and just do this. And once you get here, you know, you've got it all worked out. Now you can pay for it. Amen? That was a credit card statement. I've had a bunch of credit card statements over the years. And I've been listening to uh, uh, Pastor Robert Morrison. He's got the, the, the Ten Commandments, uh, the Ten Financial Commandments laid out with... Um, the, uh, the, the Ten Commandments. And man, it is blowing me away at how much what he's talking about, how much the Ten Commandments laid out with our finances. It, I mean, it's phenomenal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably teach it before too long on, on a Wednesday night sometime because it's, it's things that, that we can be blessed in if we obey. And, and what he was talking about, one thing he was talking about this morning is not living above our means and a lot of times that's what, that's what living above our means is all about is we're trying to put a square in a circle. Amen? We're trying to make something fit. We're trying to get instant gratification that we want right now. But see, God has a plan and He desires that we have hope. That word hope is very important because what happens when we, when we go get something... Our hope to get that is over with, right? And now if we've paid for it on a credit card, then we owe debt, right? And that hope is extinguished because we're still having to pay for it and regretting it the whole time. If I'd have just waited for this, I wouldn't owe all of this extra interest, amen? Amen? 
I, boy, I can preach this all day long because I've got a lot of experience in this. Amen? But, but, but see, this is the idea of, of walking in a spiritual mind. It's not working things out so that I can fit or it can fit my life, but spiritually minded is waiting on the Lord and waiting and watching what He wants to do in my life, wants to do for me and wants me to enjoy. He wants me to hope. He wants me to have an expectation. He wants me to have these things. But He also wants me to wait to a point that He provides. Because otherwise, my carnality has gotten in the way and He doesn't get the glory for it. Amen? Chase or Capital One gets the glory for it. And they get a lot of glory for it. About 18% every month. Amen? So, I, I want to share this with you because I, I feel like this is... For more than one person. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and uh, they asked me, said uh, they had been asking God for something specific. And you know, we talk about praying specifically a lot of times and, and they, they said they were asking God just very plainly for, for something in their lives and, and the Lord just spoke to me, spoke to them and said, um, are you sure that you are in the spiritual state of mind to handle tragedy. To handle a tragedy. And they looked at me and they said, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I've let this get in the way. I've let this get in the way. We've had all of this going on. And, and, and they said, you know, it's time that I, I, I get back to that. Because I'm not in a place of where I can handle a tragedy. See, what happens is when we get to trying to put that square in that circle, we're trying to work things out on our own. And when tragedy happens, our whole life is filled with chaos. Not just one area, but the whole of life feels like chaos is going on. Let me ask you something. Where would you be right now if you were in Nashville? Hello? My brother-in-law is up there working on the power lines, working on getting things back in order up there, and the, the devastation that hit the, the city is unreal. I mean, it's just, it's, it was two tornadoes that hit. And, and what was the last count? Was it 19 or 24 dead or something like that? 25? And so, I mean, think about this. I mean, we've had tornadoes coming through here in the last few months. And think about your whole life, your house is gone. Your, your family members could be gone. You, you, I mean, it's in an instant. And so what's happening is, is with, with the, carnal, corn, the carnal mind... Our, our minds are trying to figure out, man, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do here? How am I going to, what's going to happen? And fear sets in. And frustration and anxiety and, and all of this, this desperation. And, and it's, it's like, where do I turn? But if we have a spiritual mind, we have a mind that is set on Christ and we have a mind that is set to be led by the Holy Spirit and a mind that is desiring Christ. We know that we've got somewhere to turn to. We know that we have a, a plan. We know that we have a Father who loves us enough that He's not going to let us go. Amen? 
And, and so this goes back to, to what I've said quite a bit is, is we have a responsibility in our relationship with Christ. We have a, a, a responsibility to, to grow in Christ. And you're not going to grow if you just get your word from me. Amen? You're not going to grow if you just get your word from, from Swaggart or from Graham or from all of these other big names. You must grow in your personal relationship. Now the word, the preached word is a very good word and it's, I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to these people or myself. But what I am saying is that God has a plan for you individually to grow you spiritually every day in your trust and in your obedience to Him. And the only way that that happens is, is if you are tuned in spiritually in your mind and in your heart. Everybody keeps saying, well, I'll, I'll worship when I, when I feel the goosebumps. I'll worship when I, feel, when I know I feel His presence. But I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one in the front. Amen? Why are you waiting on a feeling? He's worthy whether you feel it or not. Amen? He's worthy to, to be praised no matter if I get the Holy Ghost goosebumps or whether my, the, back of my, the hair on the back of my neck stands up. He's worthy to be praised one way or the other. Amen? And, and, and what we've got to have is a spiritual mindset that says that no matter what weapon comes against me, God is for me. God has already got it fixed. And I may have to endure a little bit of suffering, but suffering's not only not going to break me because it's there to bring me closer to Him, right? And so what's happening in, in, in our world today and even in the church today is people are, are we're relying on things of, of the carnal nature that we, we, we feel good and we'll, we'll, as long as this group makes me happy or as long as this, they sing the right song or as long as they, they teach the right lesson in Sunday school or as long as they have the right kind of donuts and the right kind of coffee, as long as we got the right kind of stuff, Man, I'm there. But, but, but don't throw none of that conviction stuff in because I don't want to feel bad about myself. I don't want to feel bad about what I'm doing. I don't want to feel bad about, about the things that, you know, that I have to do that make me feel good. Just, just pat me on my head and tell me everything's going to be all right. Well, the problem with that is, is if you don't ever teach your children how to deal with suffering and how to deal with life, Life teaches a very hard lesson. Amen? I never expected when I was 18 to lose a son. I never expected at, at 25 that, that I, would, I would lose my dad in just a few more years. Never expected those things. Never expected to lose my grandparents. They were always superheroes to me. I never expected to have to endure uh, the, the chaos and the hurt and the pain of, of having loved ones on drugs and, and watching their lives deteriorate. I've never, never expected those things because my carnal mind had not been prepared on how to deal with those things. And a lot of times when we're trying to figure out life through our carnality, we're trying to figure out what's going to work and what's going what's to be best for me and what's going uh, to propel me into the place where I'm going to be happy. We're looking at it from the wrong perspective. 
Amen. Because every guy's got this idea, boy, if I could just marry a supermodel, I'd be happy. I want billions of dollars in supermodel and a red Ferrari. Amen? Amen. I, I never have found a place to put a car seat in those Ferraris, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> but that, that, that's kind of the, the carnal mindset. The spiritual mindset is that God created an individual for you. Amen? Just as he did for Adam, he created Eve for you. Amen? And, and, and what, I, what I want to get over to you today is that even though we are in a state of a natural being, we are more spiritual than we are natural. This is going to burn. This is going to die. This is going to drop to the ground one day. And my spirit's going to come alive. Amen. And we're going to receive a new body. That's what we're promised. We're going to have a glorified body. Amen. And we're not going to experience this pain and the anguish of, of everything in this life anymore. <laughs> this morning we were in rehearsal and, and, and John came up. He's going to play bass on our last song. He, I, so I walked out up here. I bent over to pick something up, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm only 43, and I'm stiff as a board. <laughs> Amen? And it's like, somebody give me some back pills. <laughs> Amen? Our carnal bodies fail us. Our carnal minds fail us. And this is what is so important about walking in the Spirit. And we're going to talk a little bit more maybe next week about walking in the Spirit and being spiritually minded and following the Spirit. But what happens is, is we get so caught up in the world and we get so caught up in the I've got to haves and the I want right nows and all of these things that we forget that God has everything planned perfectly for us. Everything that we need and even some things that we want. Amen? And, and so what, what I'm trying to say to you today is that God has not forgotten you. I don't know who this is for, but God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten what He promised you. And He's not placed you anywhere that He's just saying, uh, good luck. He loves you more than you know. He gave His life for you so that you could walk in His image and in His likeness and in His presence. And so what I, what I want you to see today is that, that tragedies happen. Things come. But when we're spiritually minded enough to know what the Word of God says... The Word of God says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Amen? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. What does that mean? That means he is always there. Watch the rest of this. As Paul says in verse 13, he says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. When you start walking in your carnal mind, you're not walking according to His good pleasure. 
which means you're walking in disobedience. And the last time I checked, God doesn't reward disobedience. Amen? So, <clears throat> we, we get this idea that, that we, we, we've got to have this, we've got to have that, but are we really in a place of spiritual mindedness enough to realize that when fear tries to grip our lives, we can turn to the Holy Spirit? We can turn to the Word of God. And the Word of God says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and I know you know this, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Watch this. Power for fighting the good fight and overcoming evil. Spiritual wickedness. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Right? He gave us love for loving our neighbors even when they've wronged us. You mean i got to love them? When they, when they steal from me, you mean I got to love them? When they hurt me, you mean I got to love them? Yeah. Didn't say you had to like them. But you weren't supposed to amen that. But you need, we've got to love them, amen? We've got to love people. Because they're, they're thinking carnally. We've got to think spiritually. Because we've got to overcome evil with good. Right? And so, and then third, uh, he's given us a sound mind in order to realize that God is in control of all things. No matter what it is, no matter what it happens, tragedies happen because life happens. Amen? Tragedies are a result of the fall of mankind, as we've talked about. But tragedies do not have to be fatal for our lives when we're walking with Christ. Amen? I tell you folks, I wouldn't have made it through losing a son on my own. But God gave me a good, a good wife. God gave me a good family. God gave me good people around me. God gave me a good church. Now you can say amen. Amen. Uh, God placed good things around me because He knew that I couldn't make it on my own. But I was trying my best to walk spiritually minded. And when I, when I couldn't, you know what He did? He sent somebody to pick me up. Because as iron sharpens iron, so should the believer sharpen the believer. Amen? And he's not going to leave you alone because you belong to Him. And when you belong to Him, as we talked about a few weeks ago, He may chastise you to bring you back into the place where you need to be, but it's not because He's angry or mad at you, it's because He loves you enough to straighten you out. Amen? He's given us a sound mind. He's given us power. He's given us love to overcome this world with everything that, that is thrown at us. So, and, and so I want you to understand that we can see Him in His glory and in His beauty. One day we're going to. Amen? We're going to see all of the things that, that God has in store for us. But let me just say this and I'm done. Walking in the Holy Spirit is the most important, the most important thing in your life. Walking in the Holy Spirit is the most important thing you will ever do in your life. Why? Because you are walking with God. 
You are walking hand in hand with Christ. And you are walking into a way that He is leading you into His presence. And there is nothing that can change how good He is for you. And how good He will be to you when you walk spiritually minded. Amen? Will you stand this morning? This is kind of a simple message and, and, and things today, but I just, I just kind of feel the Spirit moving this morning in, in several different ways. And so I want you to come today. It's just us here this morning, and I want you to come and just let's get on our face before the Lord. If you have some kind of special need, I'm more than happy to pray with you today. I believe in what Brother Gary and what Brother Dave have prayed this morning. I believe that God has healed you uh, and God is fixing what, what needs to be fixed. But we've got to get into a place of spiritual mindedness that God is, just like Paul was impressed with those people and their obedience, I want God to be impressed with my obedience. That's my son right there. That's my son. Let me give you this and I'm going to shut up. The other night, Samuel had a friend over uh, that, that went over and stayed while he was at my mom's house. And my mom sent me a text. She said, you won't believe the conversation I just heard, overheard. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> she, said, she said, Samuel was testifying to his friend about Jesus. Eight years old was testifying to his friend about how he needed Jesus in his life. And I said, that's my boy. <laughs> See, that's obedience. He's walking, he's learning to walk in obedience. And that's, that's what God, when, when we are obedient to the Spirit of the Lord, that's what God does with us. That's, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's my child. And I mean... I'm bad. I'm a sap when it comes to my kids. You know that. But think about it like this. I, I wanted to just shower that boy with blessings because that's my boy. And he's doing what God, he's, he's presenting the gospel at eight years old. Trying to win a soul for Christ at eight years old. I wanted to just, I'd have bought him a car if I could have. I mean, don't tell him that. But I mean, you think about that. That's how God looks at us. He wants to shower us with blessings when we're obedient to His Word. When we're obedient to the Spirit. To, that, that, that letting the Spirit lead us into all truth. So today, I want to ask you this, this one thing. Are, are you in a place today where you know that you are fully following the Spirit of God. Where the Holy Spirit is fully leading you into all truth. One, if you're not, then, then today is the day to get that right because God didn't let you come today for no reason. Amen? So if you're here today and you're not fully, fully uh, uh, set on the fact that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm where I need to be spiritually with God. We don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes. We don't know what's going to take place in the next five years. We may not have five years. So it's time that the church becomes spiritually minded and spiritually set on seeking God in every way possible. 
So if you're in that place this morning, I want you to come and pray. But I also want the body of Christ. Listen, we'll never be as close as we need to be. We'll never be as close as we can be. Because there's always another level with God. Amen. So I'm going to pray and then they're going to sing. And as, as, as they do, I want you to come this morning. Everybody. Father, I thank you for today. And I thank you for your word that is drawing us into you. Lord, we love you and we honor you and, and we want to just praise you and glorify you today and allow your presence to just flood this house. This service is not over. So, therefore, your, your presence is not dismissed, God. We don't want to ever dismiss your presence. So, Lord, let us come today. Let us get on our face before you and let us praise you right now. In Jesus' name, come. As they sing this morning, come, body of Christ, come.